Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Just as I was uh, about to begin this second hour of Drive Time Sports, I receive an email, which I'm sure you and Rick and others received as well, and that was the week's schedule coming up for Arkansas football. And uh, we have made the adjustments as you were kind of laying out this morning in your text message to yours truly. So everything's on course, just as we uh, more or less thought or expected. So uh, we now know that Arkansas had today off. Tomorrow uh, they will practice. Uh, you'll get your viewing time at 4 o'clock. We will hear from you at 5.30 tomorrow. Wednesday, Arkansas is off. Thursday, back again to the 4 o'clock viewing. Then uh, 5.30, we'll have you again on Thursday. And then Friday, we've got Arkansas baseball, but we'll have you at your regular time at 5 o'clock. So everything's back on track, my friend. Close. Thursday, we're going to make a change because they got a press conference at 525. Okay. I'll probably have to come on on at 5 on Thursday and then maybe cut out just a little bit early to make the press conference. Okay. All right. Boy, I was so proud. Everything had worked. Pretty close. Pretty close, Randy. Now you burst my bubble. So anyway. All right, there was <laughs> there was viewing time on Saturday. It wasn't mm-hmm. a scrimmage, but uh, apparently there were a lot of folks on hand to watch what was going on. Catch us up. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a pretty standard practice. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, Randy, I wouldn't say there was like anything dramatic. Uh, they were in shells. They were inside the stadium. It's a little colder than it has been, although it was sunny, so that was nice. And it was earlier in the day, so uh, you had plenty of sun cover. Uh, no matter if you're sitting on the east or west stands in the stadium. Uh, but I wouldn't say, Randy, there was just like a ton of just like breaking news. You know, there, they worked a lot of special team stuff. Cam Little was pretty accurate. I think he missed, I believe he missed off the left upright from 51, I think. Uh, but I believe he made all his other kicks when they were going through that sequence. Um, you know, they still working things out on defensive, or excuse me, on offensive line at that left tackle spot. We've been talking a lot about Brady Latham and his versatility, working some at left tackle. Also, you know, he's been the starter for the last 23 games at left guard. Um, you know, and he's worked, I've seen him over at right tackle also. And I think he's worked center in the past, you know, and worked right guard. He's, he's literally worked everywhere and kind of get the feeling that he could be, you know, kind of a Ty Clary type in terms of being able to, to play all the different positions. But uh, pretty impressive 23 starts for a guy that was the 1,071st player in the country uh, coming out of high school and wasn't very celebrated. Goodness. But, uh, yeah, and but yeah, not just um, – and it was kind of a, a little bit of a shorter practice also. But the cool thing was afterwards we got to talk to – uh, Barry Odom and and Kendall Browles. It's not like it used to be in the old days where you know we talked to coordinators every single week during the season. It's not like that anymore. The last time that we've spoken to those two guys is August, 
you know, in, in camp. So it's yeah. been quite a while since we've had an opportunity to, to pick their brain and, and really talk to them about some things like, I don't know if you guys know this, but Arkansas is one of eight schools in Power 5 football, which is 65 teams, one of eight schools uh, that has both coordinators returning for a third year. So that doesn't happen very really? often. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and, well, what's also amazing, it's not just because, you know, it's not like nobody wants them. <laughs> They've had opportunities uh, wow. to go elsewhere, and they're probably, yeah. you know, those other seven schools, there's probably some schools that, you know, nobody's really that interested in their coordinators. But we know Barry Odom gets courted every single year. You know, if it's not for uh, a major a defensive coordinator job at a big school, it's, uh, you know, it's a group of five uh, offer, uh, you know, somebody courting him for, uh, to be a head coach, you know. And then with Kendall, we know that he had the option to go to Miami last year. And so I'll tell you what's also interesting about Kendall is he's never had a returning starting quarterback. He's never coached a returning starter at quarterback. Oh, and he's had some offenses that have been pretty prolific, but he's been – this is be his, I think, seventh year uh, as, a, as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So this will be the first time that that's ever happened for him. And a lot of that's obviously he's moved a lot. You know, he was at Florida State a year. He was at Florida Atlantic a year. He was at Houston a year. Um, you know, he was at Baylor probably, I guess, the longest. But he's, he's moved around quite a bit. So – it was good to be able to talk to those guys and pick their brain and just, you know, why are you at Arkansas? And, you know, it's a lot of the same things that we all see with Arkansas. And, uh, you know, the culture, first of all, that Sam Pittman has built. And, hey, it's a great place to live. These guys have families. It's a great place to raise a family. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to living in northwest Arkansas. So yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting, too. I don't know if you guys listen to Josh Pate. He has a YouTube show, podcast. Uh, he's our national um, college football guy who does YouTube and stuff like that for 24-7 sports. And he was just talking about how Arkansas has become a destination place and it's how it's not a it's not a backup option, which it's you know, maybe been for people in the past at times. And you have that with you know Barry Odom and Kendall Browse, two guys that are really coveted in college football and, um, you know, with players, some of the transfers that they they've attracted to Arkansas, and I think it's interesting that he points to that because it wasn't that long ago that nobody wanted the job. You know, this job absolutely fell to Sam Pittman because coaches just weren't interested. They viewed it as a dead end. And we come out with all these lists about, like, what's the best coaching job in college football and, you know, what are the top 25 jobs and all this stuff. It really has a lot to do with the coach that's already there. The coach that's already there can make it appealing or not. You know, if the guy's winning there, then uh, it's an appealing job. If it's not, then it's not that appealing. And Arkansas is once again appealing, and that's because of the coach that's that uh, that's at Arkansas. And I've always said there's a lot of resources. The only problem with Arkansas is it's not right next door to Dallas. It's a little bit farther away. <laughs> that's it. Uh, this from our bus text line, wanting to know about Trey Knox. How is Trey? Mm-hmm. Still haven't seen Trey Knox out there, so I'm guessing it was a pretty serious deal. Um, according to the way Sam Pittman put it, he got sideswiped and banged his head. So, you know, there are different grades to concussions. Usually with football, you hear, you know, it's like a – I think it's this is the order, grade one, two, and three. Uh, if it's – I think grade one is the most minor, so it, maybe it was a little bit worse than that. Uh, Trey, this – speaking of uh, – um, 
players who are in the transfer portal. Uh, I don't know if Sam Pittman, these are two guys that uh, entered the portal from the University of Georgia. And Mm -hmm. uh, one is a center, the other is a guard, and they were both five stars. So I'm not sure if this is something that Coach Pittman is going to look back at the transfer portal and say, Man, here's two guys we got to go get. I mean, these are these are big time linemen uh, who mm-hmm. are leaving the University of Georgia. The way he's talked about it in terms of their remaining spots, and he said three spots. Every person I've double checked with in the media says, you know, the same thing as I do. We have them with two spots, but it, maybe he's not counting Jordan Dominic when he talks about him. I don't know, but he said two defensive linemen and a wide receiver. But he also said if there's a guy out there that you just can't say no to. You know, I mean, then you have to explore that possibility possibility also. So, I mean, these are guys that he obviously, I guess, would have recruited. I mean, they're like 2000, 2019 guys, I think. So, uh, guys that he would have recruited. So, yeah, I would say maybe something to keep an eye on, even if it doesn't fit into exactly uh, what the plan was. I still think that they will, no matter what, try to add another interior defensive tackle. But, yeah, maybe these guys are some – players to look at and Arkansas also received a commitment over the weekend from running back Javine Dyer Jones at a Little Rock Christian as a preferred walk-on yep and we're going to hear you know some more of those as the evaluation period comes out because they'll still be looking for walk-ons to come join the team one reason that they're pushing the evaluation period out a little bit because they can actually start on April 15th, but they don't want to just like quickly go and hit, you know, all the in-state schools, which is what a lot of coaches do. They want to make sure that they don't miss on anybody. And, you know, they'll, they'll be looking to possibly even for this, you know, upcoming class, uh, add some walk-ons. So, um, yeah, they, they need to add some, they need some quarterback walk-ons too, because they're a little thin there. Um, I would guess when you speak of the depth chart, that goes back to, as we've talked about a bunch already, as I look at the day seven, I don't think you posted a depth chart after Saturday, did you? I didn't right. see one anyway. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I didn't notice three... any big changes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've only got three quarterbacks again listed. So, yeah, I would think there needs to be something that um, – someone is there is there is there other players just not being talked about that's working at the quarterback position no no <laughs> just those three yeah that's that's it, it. Huh? i saw a ga throwing the ball i mean that's about it <laughs> see wow. eligibility i don't know i do not know <laughs> uh let's see i had another one on here i gotta find it but it was on our where is it Okay, I'll find it in a moment. It's on either our Asher Record Service Company or the Buzz text line, but I'll find it here in a moment. Oh, it was, um, uh, I can't find it, but I remember it now. It was talking about wanting you to discuss in depth uh, the tight end position, in particular with uh, Trey Knox out. Yeah. Oh, also, that was, uh, I believe, Nathan Bax, not Nathan Johnson, who was 89. We talked about that the other day. But uh, it's been Hudson Henry and Nathan Bax. Yeah, those have been probably the the main guys. 
they really like Tyrus Washington, number excuse me, number eight, who's just a just a true freshman who's really looks good physically. Uh, but it's you know it's not the deepest position either right now. You also have Colin Sutherland in there. Uh, Aaron Outley is another one. But really, I would say probably the top two guys with with Knox out are are Hudson Henry and Nathan Bax. And this is my question concerning the two coordinators. I know they signed extensions. Trey, do you know how long those extensions, how far out they extend? I don't remember. It feels like it feels like they probably would have been two years. I don't. That's just a guess, Randy. I, I don't remember exactly what the, what it was. Because I read your comments concerning both uh, Dave Odom. Oh, Dave, I always say Dave Odom. <laughs> uh, Barry Odom and uh, Kendall Bryles, and it both sounds like it's going to take a lot to get them out of Fayetteville, but at the same time, uh, obviously uh, within a year, two years' time, they could be gone. But um, mm-hmm. I was just wondering how long. Usually yeah. don't go longer than two years on assistant coaches, even coordinators. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's usually about what it is with with coordinators and assistants can usually be, you know, just a year, uh, sometimes more. Sometimes they do two years, but usually we've seen just a year. With Odom, it's going to have to take – it's going to take the right Power 5 job, head coaching. Not Well, I say Power 5. It could be, be, you know, a really well-established G5 program, I guess. But it's going to have to take a really good fit. It's not. I, I would be really surprised if we ever saw Barry Odom leave for a defensive coordinator job on Pittman's here. I would be surprised by that. Uh, for Bryles, I would think that a head coaching opportunity would probably be the the thing that would probably get him away from Arkansas. Just um, probably, you know, I don't want to say any head coaching opportunity, but you know, like one that he feels is a good fit. It wouldn't have to be you know, a super established program or something like that. But I, I would think that would be hard for him to turn down at this stage in his career. Jason, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Hi, guys. I uh, want to ask Trey if he got a sense or if he asked uh, the quarterback from Little Rock, they moved receiver tight end, if he's going to maybe get a, a shot back at quarterback. And also mm. as a second unrelated question, uh, he was talking about how the culture that Pittman's built there and how, uh, you know, Browse and Odom want to stay. Would you say that Arkansas, under Pittman, when it is time to hire another OC or D.C., they third in the conference behind Georgia and Alabama in terms of places where coordinators would want to go? Uh, that, that's kind of what I would put them. Uh, you want to get his thoughts on it. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jason. Well, I don't know if they're third behind those, but um, I would think that they would probably be able to hire a good coordinator if, if something happened. I don't, I don't know if I – I mean, there's a lot of good options in the SEC. I mean, Florida's a good option. You know, they, they just had a coaching change. LSU's a good option. I mean, there's a lot of places that draw talent. So it would be hard for me to say, you know, that Arkansas's – Third, maybe they're tied with a bunch of schools for third. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Um, as far as Landon Jacks, or excuse me, Landon Rogers. As far as Landon Rogers, probably need to ask Pittman about that tomorrow. We'll be able to talk to him tomorrow, so that'll probably be the best time to to find out. But as of 
Saturday's practice, um, you know, he was he was still working at wide receiver. This may be the most often question that we ask that uh, I think Trey will give an immediate answer. He has no idea, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyway. Uh, from the 501, when is Pittman going to sign his contract? Well, I, mean, I don't know that he has it sitting on his desk or anything just yet, but we'll see. Um, he seems content with where things are right now, and it's just, I guess, a matter of, of getting the deal finalized. I'm surprised it's taken, just like everybody else, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Usually it's you know pretty soon after a bowl game. If you feel good about where your coach is, then you extend him and give him a raise. So we're all expecting it. It's just a matter of when. What do you think at this point, Trey? I realize this is just sheer speculation on your part, but what do you think is the holdup at this point? I have no idea. Jimmy Sexton, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I really I, mean, I really don't know. Don't I you mean, think there's I, been time to, to cross all the T's and dot all the I's mm-hmm. at this point? Well, I mean, they've gotten contracts done for Kendall and Barry and assistant coaches. I mean – so, I don't know why Sam would be any different. Could they still I, be I going know. back and forth over money? It's possible. I think that's probably, I mean, that's the big thing right there. I, I doubt it's going back and forth over golf club memberships or uh, <laughs> how much apparel he gets. <laughs> so, it's probably uh, it's probably that. Or maybe they're just not, I mean, Sam doesn't strike me as a guy that's like, you know, in a big hurry to get kind of that kind of stuff done. Um, so maybe that's part of it too, but I see him and Hunter, you know, chit chatting on the sidelines and, you know, who knows what they're talking about, but I, I see them doing that all the time. It, you know, Hunter's out there at a lot of practices, so I it'll get done. There's, just, the, yeah. There's no antagonism. I, from the few things that I can gather from this, the one thing he's concerned about is, is this is probably going to be the only big time contract he ever gets. He's sixty or sixty-one years old, and 60. it's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not wanting seven million dollars or anything like that. He just wants to make sure it's right. You know, put him in the middle or upper middle of the SEC. Uh, he's not asking for Nick Saban type money. That's that's just what little I've been able to gather from this. But it's not a matter of being uncontent, and it's not a matter of Jimmy Sexton using this job against another job, which it is so frequently. So um, it, it'll get done, and uh, mm-hmm. and it'll be fair. Yeah, and that you, may, Rick, that may be part of it. There's not like that sense of urgency, like, "Hey, we got to get this done," or "So and so's getting him," you right. know. So that's maybe a little bit of it too. Um, you know, Sam has made it pretty clear that, you know, if, if he goes anywhere else besides Arkansas, it'll be into retirement. Yeah, because that's where his retirement home is 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 in Hot Springs, I guess. But the other thing is. Um, Again, it's not playing a school against another. Is I if the university is still like it used to be, even when you get a raise, the contract doesn't start again until July the first. So uh, you're you're still working on your current contract, and then your new contract begins July the first. So it's not like you get a big infusion of money when you sign a new contract. It's it's that's the way it used to be. I can't say yeah. that, that. That's so I assume it's still that way. Probably that makes sense. I'm not, I don't know 100. percent I've never probably, signed yeah. one that big, so I have no idea. <laughs> no. 
insurance yeah. I'm with the University yeah, of Yeah, the periods are a lot. They're moved over quite a bit on ours. I know that as compared to theirs. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long to negotiate. Ours doesn't, Rick. No, no. Um, hey, well, we're happy. We're happy. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Um, this from Sunny Down South. And by Matt Hayes, not like Matt. Uh, well, I, I say I like Matt. I don't know him, but I like some of the things that he writes. First and ten, biggest threat to Alabama this season in the SEC West? Question mark. Answer: Arkansas. Well, they get Alabama at home. They played very well against them last year. I mean, it's Alabama. They're going to get them at some point. I just. We don't know when, but some, someday they'll get Alabama and maybe get them a few times, but it's been a while. <laughs> get them in Fayetteville. What, 15 years in a row ever since Saban's been there. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Beatty Bye, guys. of hogsports.com. He brought to you by Asher, Director Service Company. Drive Time Sports will continue.